Happy Friday, friends. Happy Friday. Gonna be a good show tonight. Got a lot on deck. A lot on deck, so we're gonna have to move fast. But we've got some pretty mind-blowing stories to talk about. P. Diddy getting sued. And the mainstream media is trying to make it look like it's just sexual misconduct, like a little bit of butt grabbing and weird gay stuff. But when you actually read the lawsuit, looks like it's a lot deeper than that. A lot deeper. So we're going to take a look at that story. Uh, Cat Williams was on Joe Rogan yesterday, I think. And, you know, Cat Williams has been shaking things up the past few months. He was on Shannon Sharp's podcast, well, maybe two, three months ago. And that was a big one. Cat Williams was exposing a lot of the weird shit in the uh, African-American Hollywood movement, right? Like how they make all black people, if black people want to get famous, they have to put a dress on in some movie or at some point in their career. But Cat Williams last night on Joe Rogan, he wa- he talked about that a little bit, but he went even deeper than he did in the Shannon Sharp podcast. And Cat Williams was talking about transgenderism and how Baphomet is a transgender satanic god that a lot of these weirdos in Hollywood and, and the deep state in general pray to. Big one. We're going to look at that clip. Uh, a few other things. Florida, University of Florida fired all of their DEI faculty. Pretty based. Plus Ron DeSantis signing a bill to release all of Epstein's grand jury documents. So cool stuff going on in Florida. A lot of other stuff we'll look at tonight too. UFOs in Ukraine. (laughs) Weird. Kellogg's CEO coming out and telling everybody to eat cereal for dinner because we're all broke. Economy's tough. And we're going to start advertising cereal for dinner because everybody's poor. (laughs) Basically what he said. Not exactly, but you know. All right. Yeah, right. This button. Is this real life? What is happening here? What is happening here? Cat Williams is based. Super. And each of these podcasts he's doing, you can tell he's super nervous. Uh, he knows a lot of stuff. And he wants to say everything he knows, but he knows he has to be real careful doing it. Because he probably doesn't want to get suicided. Two shots in the back of the head, right? So he's kind of, he's a little standoffish in doing these shows. He was at least in Joe Rogan's, but I think he got some drinks in him and he pushed the envelope a little bit more. Uh, we do have a little bit of clickbait to expose tonight, too. Some clickbait about the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. There's this claim that, oh, they ran away when they got confronted by a truther. No, didn't happen. Story is completely being twisted, so we're going to take a look at that. Also, this uh, Texas wildfire story. All sorts of stuff out there about directed energy weapons. You know, anytime there's a big fire, conspiracy theorists go crazy and DEW, directed energy weapons, and blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, there's always, like every single fire that happens, wherever it's at, California, Maui, Chile, Texas, in this directed energy weapon evidence, quote unquote, air quotes, finger quotes, quotes, evidence that goes viral, like so much of it is 
um, fabricated evidence. CGI videos, CGI photos, old videos being repurposed now, purporting to be recent evidence, like all sort of stuff. It's, look, I'm not discounting the ideas of directed energy weapons. We very much know they exist. Could the deep state be using them in some instances? Maybe, but, you know, if we're going to make a claim and believe, like, belief is, got to be careful about beliefs. Beliefs can be dangerous things, and it's one thing to suppose something or say it's probable or plausible. That's like middle of the road, but if you're going all the way to belief, that is, you're entrenching yourself in a thought pattern where you're sure, and you got to be careful of that, right? You know, it's one thing to have evidence to say, ah, it's probably true. It's a total other thing to say it's fact and believe it outright. And uh, a lot of people outright believing this directed energy weapon stuff with not very good evidence. So you just have to be careful. Um, okay, guys, let's get into it. Real quick, though, I uh, want to show you guys some ways you can support my shit stirring, support my podcast, support whatever it is. You call the work I do. Uh, Locals, Patreon, and Subscribestar. These are the $5 a month platforms, whichever platform you choose, whichever one you prefer, doesn't matter. Whichever one you subscribe to, you'll get a link to a private Telegram chat. Uh, It's really fun, awesome Telegram chat from people around the world, with people around the world. Good times. And I'll get you a discount code to my... Conscious Strength Supplement brand too. So links for all these will be down below. Locals, Patreon, Subscribestar. You can also subscribe on Substack for five bucks a month too. So it's just like buying me a coffee, buying me a beer a month. Throw me a few bucks a month through any of those platforms uh, and I'll get you that Telegram chat link and that discount code and I appreciate it. Uh, if you prefer cryptocurrency, got a, some wallet addresses listed down below. Bitcoin, ETH, Uh, Speaking of, my supplement brand, ConsciousStrength.net, you can grab yourself some organic mushroom coffee, matcha, medicinal mushrooms, oregano oil, got a bunch of products listed on here, really good greens powder that is way cheaper than Athletic Greens and way cheaper than Field of Greens, but just as good. It's pretty much the exact same thing as Field of Greens, but half the price. Uh, So go check that out, ConsciousStrength.net, and then lastly... My private coaching group called Awakened Warriors on School. I launched this earlier this week, and uh, I've got loads of exclusive videos on here in different courses, great community on here, people chatting with each other, and soon I'm going to be doing weekly Zoom calls, helping people with diet plans, helping people with their business, with producing social media content, all sorts of stuff, and I've got more courses that are coming soon as well, so... Link for that below. Appreciate you guys. Now let's get into the news. I want to start off with this story about the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Uh, this was the post from Ann Vandersteel. And Ann does some good work. She does some good work. So I'm not ragging on Ann here, but the issue is that her and David Nino as well. David Nino has been sharing this around. Um, The claim was Maricopa County Board of Supervisors just ran out of a public meeting when they were served the following. And the claim is that a woman named Michelle Klan served them with some like 
sovereign citizen common law gobbledygook. And they're all claiming that Michelle Clan made them run out of the board meeting. That did not happen at all. Did not happen at all. Uh, this post got community noted. Here is a link to the full meeting video. And then there's also a link to, I guess, the instance when Michelle Clan went up to the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Uh, stupid YouTube ads. So let's watch this first. So this is what happened. This was after the meeting. And Michelle Clan like talks to them. They didn't run out of the meeting here. I want to show this in full. So here's the two-hour stream from the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors meeting. And you can see like the meeting went on for over two hours. They didn't walk out of it. Here's the very end of it when it adjourned as normal. Michelle Klan didn't even talk to him during the meeting. It ends. Uh, this is when Michelle Klan actually talked to, I guess, some people she cornered after the meeting completed. From this paperwork. And guess what? We, the people, as body sovereign, we're really good at gathering signatures. So I'm yes, sure we, we are. And, you know, you can go watch this Once video if you want, hear what she says, but it's just a bunch of, like, sovereign citizen, gold-fringed flag type of gobbledygook stuff. And look, like, it was cordial, and they didn't run away. So... Ann Vandersteel and David Nino are totally spinning this story. And the issue is that Ann Vandersteel's using this spin to post a link to her own sovereign citizen website. And David Nino is doing the same thing. He's spinning the story and posting a link to his paywalled Nino's Corner.tv site. Operation Restoration. This is like a one of those sovereign citizen type dealios. Also, one of the issues with Mickey Clan, Michelle Clan, she's been doing interviews with Charles Ward and that fraudcaster squad for like years now. She used to do a lot of interviews with Charles Ward. I don't know about anymore, but back in 2021, 2022, Mickey Clan was doing a lot of shit with Charles Ward. But this sovereign citizen website, like they want you to pay, pay money to take their schools to show you how you can live as a sovereign citizen and not use a driver's license and common law and blah 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 like it's it's kind of weird um you know i'm all for sovereign citizen ideologies but it's really dangerous when you get sucked into these groups and they make you think that you can live without a social security number and you don't need a driver's license and you can fight in the courts with our common law yeah like it's i'm not against the overarching ideas but it gets kind of dangerous when people start messing around with that stuff and end up screwing themselves plus you know like scott mckay has been doing this recently too promoting these sovereign citizen meetups and this this group but it's a paid group like these are paid sovereign citizen groups pay us money we'll show you how to uh, do this stuff and then nino twisting this whole Maricopa County Board situation to promote his paywall.tv website. It's just, uh, it's bad. Uh, I was kind of grossed out by this, by Ann Vandersteel's post and David Nino's attempts as well. Um, real weird. So there's that story.
Now let's move on talking about Florida. University of Florida fired all staff in positions related to diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI. Or I guess what they're calling it now, JEDI. Justice, equity, uh, diversity, and inclusion, JEDI. As if Star Wars didn't get ruined enough by Disney and Mark Hamill. (laughs) Now they're calling it JEDI. But there you go. University of Florida. And they did this because of a Florida law prohibiting uh, those kinds of expenditures for DEI crap. So go Ron DeSantis. There's that there. And then uh, Ron DeSantis also signing legislation to authorize release of Epstein grand jury documents, which I wonder why the hell we didn't get these before, but better late than never, I guess. Better late than never. And another person kicking out all the wokeness out of their uh, state or country, El Salvador president. Another Bukele win right here. El Salvador takes gender ideology out of schools completely, out of the whole country. <laughs> this guy's badass. I love him. So uh, there is that. All right. What is our next story here? Ah, Canada. So let's see here. This is the uh, opposition leader in Canada. I forget his name. If you guys have his name, drop it in the chat. This was the dude that was eating the apple a few months back when he was getting bum-rushed by the liberal reporter, asking him a bunch of dumb questions. If you guys saw that video, that was great. This dude uh, handed it to that left-wing reporter. But I guess they uh, received documents that Trudeau's been covering up about pathogen funding with the China CCP. Let's listen to this. We've just received these documents that Trudeau has been covering up for years. Documents related to a massive security breach at the Trudeau government's most sensitive laboratory, where the most dangerous viruses and pathogens are studied and handled. We have learned that the Trudeau government's head of pathogens was collaborating with members of Beijing's People's Liberation Army who are responsible for bioweapons and bioterrorism. We know now that uh, a People's Liberation Army official was able to gain personal access, walk in the door, look at computers, and have access to all of our most important virological secrets. Let me, if you think any of this is hyperbole, read the report yourself. Whew. Yeah, right. Good question in the chat. What's going to come of it? Hopefully something. You know, a lot of this ends up being shoved under the rug, I guess. But once you get the mass, the mass of the people understanding what's going on, then things will start happening. And so much of this is getting exposed now that we're almost there. We're almost to that hundredth monkey effect. So good stuff there. Insane. Chinada. Speaking of Chinada, they're trying to pass a new law that'll crack down on hate speech on the internet or any other means of telecommunication. The bill will allow judges to sentence a person to life in prison for certain top offenses, such as advocating genocide, and for lower levels of quote-unquote hate propaganda, 
The sentence can be up to five years in prison, what's considered hate speech. The emotion that involves detestation or vilification and, quote, stronger than disdain or dislike. Huh. If that ain't, if that ain't arbitrary, I don't know what is. That's Chinada for you. Kamida. Good gosh. All right, on to journalists getting persecuted in the U.S. Blaze Media investigative journalist Steve Baker taken into FBI custody for his January 6th reporting. So this gentleman was there at the Capitol of January 6th, but from what I understand, he did not go into the building. He took a lot of videos of what was going on there, and then afterwards he was writing articles on his videos, going through his videos frame by frame. And uh, I guess a few months back, he was told by the government that he needed to turn himself in. Um, yeah, pretty insane. They're making a show out of this guy. And here's the thing, he was just charged with misdemeanors. He was charged with misdemeanors, but the government gave him the full treatment, told him to turn himself in in sandals and shorts so they could basically put him in an orange jump jumpsuit and give him a perp walk. Yeah. Crazy what's going on. Ah, but Putin's bad. Putin's literally Hitler. This doesn't happen in the U.S., and in another instance of better late than never, Speaker Mike Johnson announces the release of 5,000 hours of January 6th CCTV footage. He says the first wave will come out over the next few weeks. He's also ordered that no faces be blurred, which is good. So that would have hit all the feds, right? Well, shit, why didn't we get this years ago? That's what I wonder. Why didn't we get this years ago? Because then maybe... Stuff like this wouldn't have happened. Journalists being arrested. All the January 6th protesters in the gulags. But, all right, I guess, okay. Better late than never. I'll take it. All right, on to Texas. Biggest wildfire in Texas state history. Over a million acres burned in the panhandle. And, of course, it only took Joe Biden T-minus, like, three seconds to blame it on my climate change. Biden calls climate change deniers Neanderthals. Yeah, I don't deny climate change, you asswang. I just deny all of the UN propaganda, blaming it on man and cow farts and pizza ovens and gas stoves. You can, uh... I wish the government would just ban itself. Go screw yourself. But in terms of these Texas fires, now, there's some claims going around that the deep state started it. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, here's one video where this gentleman makes an interesting case. He's talking about how around Amarillo, Texas, there's this agenda. What are they calling it? Vision 2045 or Agenda 2045 or something like that. Basically trying to make Amarillo into like a sanctuary city, smart city sort of place bunch of big companies want to invest in the land, telecommunications companies, and all of that. Um, 
you know, again, this this isn't direct proof. What he's doing is taking a bunch of what appear to be disconnected data points and trying to corroborate them to bolster up his narrative that the deep state started these fires. It's interesting evidence. It could lead that direction, sure, but we got to be careful of confirmation bias. And there's, a, there's confirmation bias on both sides of the spectrum, not just with mainstream media believers, but with conspiracy theorists too. Lots of confirmation bias. And one could take ambiguous pieces of data, ambiguous pieces of information, and try to connect them to make it look like it's evidence for their narrative. Uh, but, okay. Definitely something to be mindful of, though. And here's one other thing about the Texas Panhandle. It's hot there. It's dry. There's fires that happen all the time from cars driving down the highway and their hot muffler sparks some brush on the side of the road or people flicking out a burnt cigarette out of their window. Um, so that's one thing to also keep note of. It's not like this is unusual fires in that area, but fires in February, yeah, fires this big, all right, maybe. Maybe unusual. Uh, but here's the problem evidence. It's not really evidence. So videos like this going viral, like numerous posts. I saw Chuck Colesto make a post of this, and that dude's just a clickbait fiend. Uh, here's QAnon John, Patriot Voice. I've seen another, another few accounts post this. This is a video of this, as you can see it on the screen. Here, I'm going to play it with no audio. You don't need audio with this. It's just like green beams coming down. Now, here's a few things. This kind of looks CGI. Like, what kind of angle are those green beams coming down at? That's not a satellite doing that. And the flashes is from uh, lightning. Lightning strikes, because this was during a thunderstorm. So, it kind of looks CGI to me to be honest, although this video is old. It's an old video. I did some re reverse image searching on it, and I found that this video is actually from December. It is a two-month-old video from Massachusetts. So, I don't know. QAnon John said it looks like it's in Maui, but he's not positive. Well, all he had to do was take 10 seconds of his time and reverse image search a screenshot from the video. Could have found it. I did. It's from Massachusetts in December. So it's an old video, not in Texas or Maui. And again, looking at the angle of the beam, I mean, that's it's not coming from the upper atmosphere. <laughs> and it looks CGI. But I don't know. And here's the thing as well with these green beams is that green beans, green beams is that um, there are LIDAR technologies that use green beams similar to this. If you guys remember, there was one video from uh, Hawaii, I think, like a couple months before those Maui fires that went viral and they were green beams you could see coming down out of the sky. Those are used oftentimes for what's called bathymetry, if I'm getting that right. Basically, 
water and landscape mapping. You can map how deep water is with green laser beams, LIDAR technology. And you can also map like underground oil deposits and topography features and things like that. So um, here's one point with directed energy weaponry. There's such a small piece of the electromagnetic spectrum that's actually visible to our eyes. There's directed energy weaponry that exists that you can't see. And if the deep state wanted to light a fire with a DEW, they would do it in a way where you couldn't see it. There's just logical thinking there. You wouldn't see the beam. And also, if the deep state wanted to light a fire, why would they use directed energy weaponry? It's just, it's, it requires a lot of people to function. You're going to have to have a lot of different humans involved in that operation, which is risky and it's expensive and it's difficult to do. I mean, it would just be so much easier for them to hire some Antifa paid Soros goon to run out in a field with a Bic lighter or toss a cigarette butt out of their car, or light a campfire and just let it go. Uh, it would be so much easier to do that. So I don't know. The whole directed energy weaponry narrative, some of those things don't make sense to me. There's many easier ways to light that up. And then we've got this video of Biden going viral too that people are using for their directed energy weapon narratives. Because a lot, of, if you fly over these areas that are burned to the ground, you'll see in the midst of 20 homes that are just totally destroyed, one home sitting there because they had the right roof on it. And anyway, since I took office, FEMA's... So because Joe Biden mentioned roofs, y'all remember that blue roof narrative that went around during the Maui fires. Blue roofs. If you have a blue roof on your house, you're protected. And that's why these elites put blue roofs on their house so the directed energy weaponry doesn't burn their, ho burn their homes. Okay, a lot of problems with this too. First of all, Joe Biden didn't specify color of the roof. He just said roof. So it sounds like what he's really talking about is whatever the roof's made of, like metal. There's a lot of combustible, combustible materials that are used in roofing. So it sounds like Joe Biden's just talking about metal roofing and all that. Not the color of the roof. Um, people sharing around this fake article. Why the heck are celebs all painting their Maui properties the same weird shade of blue? Obama, Clinton, Hanks, Ellen DeGeneres, Kid Rock, Chrissy Teigen, and even Oprah. What exactly do billionaires see in this, frankly, gulp off-putting color? First of all, this is a completely fake article. This never existed. It was never printed. It's fake. And second of all, you can Google all of these people's homes in Hawaii. They don't have blue roofs. Go Google freaking Kid Rock's home. Ellen DeGeneres' home, Oprah's home. They don't have blue roofs. So, fake article, fake narrative. And even then, what? okay, so you paint your roof blue, but if the directed energy weapon lights a fire a mile away and the fire sweeps through the area, that's not going to protect it. It's not going to... A blue roof isn't going to protect from a fire. But the narrative is, oh, it protects from the directed energy weaponry. Yeah, okay, but what about your walls, bro? Sure, the roof is supposedly protected. But, dude, it's still, it's going to 
if if that's even true. What about the walls? The walls are going to get plastered. Like it's just this blue roof shit makes no sense. It's one of the dumbest conspiracy theories that's out there. And when it comes to the directed energy weaponry, yeah, DEWs exist, sure. Does the deep state use them? Maybe. But again, old videos, CGI videos, fake evidence goes viral and people think that it's causing current fires. Like this isn't Texas. And this might not even be deep state directed energy weaponry. It could be something else. If it's even a real video, it could be faked. It's, you just got to be careful with everything, question everything and be wary of your own confirmation biases. Stuff happens all the time in the truth movement, confirmation bias and wishful thinking too. People just want to be excited, right? Like sometimes the truth is boring, but people are so bored and they're so, their egos are so scared. Um, they're terrified when they don't know something. So they at their egos attach their brains attached to these theories and they, they're so sure of it and they think they know what's going on because they're so discomforted if they think they don't know what's going on. Sometimes you just have to sit there and be okay not knowing something. But you know, all the wishful thinking, people are bored, they just want to be excited by a good story, their emotions get going, they don't know how to control their emotions, so they start believing dumb shit is what it is, I guess. All right, next story. P. Diddy, Sean Combs, accused of sexual misconduct by music producer. Music producer Rodney Jones Jr. filed a lawsuit on Monday against P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, P. Dirty, claiming that Diddy made unwanted sexual contact while they worked on an album. P. Diddy denied the allegations, of course. So mainstream media just making it sound like a little bit of butt grabbing was going on. But if you actually read uh, into the reports and the lawsuits, it's uh, pretty crazy. Here's our buddy Green Lives Matter, Pepe Lives Matter, fellow We The Media contributor, good buddy of mine. Uh, he's reporting on it here, basically calling P. Diddy like the new Jeffrey Epstein, because it wasn't just some butt grabbing. This lawsuit involves Rico racketeering allegations eliciting underage sex workers, bringing people across state lines, solicitation of sex workers, a lot of drug use, uh, gun trafficking as well, a lot of stuff. And it also looks like P. Diddy had himself a little handler, similar to how Jeffrey Epstein had Ghislaine Maxwell. So here's MJ Truth reporting on it, and he actually took some statements directly from the lawsuit. Let's read this. There's a defendant in the lawsuit with P. Diddy. Her name's Christina Karam. And down here, here's a photo of Christina Karam with Jeffrey Epstein, like another dark-haired old white woman, just like Ghislaine Maxwell was Jeffrey Epstein's handler. It looks like this Christina Karam lady was P. Diddy's handler. And here's some stuff about what Christina Karam was doing with P. Diddy. So according to, uh, according to Mr. Jones, who's the person suing Diddy and Karam here, according to Mr. Jones, during the 13 months he lived and traveled with P. Diddy, he witnessed Diddy display and distribute guns from his bedroom closet in Miami, Florida, and L.A. Two questionable individuals dressed in all black. Makes you wonder, were those thugs or were those 
the government people. <laughs> As we know, Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell had connections to intel agencies like Mossad and or CIA. So it makes you wonder if Diddy and his handler lady here themselves had connections to intelligence agencies. Maybe they were running a blackmail ring. Uh, next, according to Mr. Jones, during the 13 months he lived and traveled with Diddy, he witnessed defendant Karam openly order her assistants to keep P. Diddy high off gummies and pills. So handler lady wanted to keep P. Diddy constantly high, whether she wanted to just keep him happy or keep him stupid so she could keep working her puppet. Defendant Karam required all employees from the butler to the chef to the housekeepers to all walk around with a pouch or fanny pack filled with cocaine, GHB, ecstasy, marijuana gummies, and Tusi, a pink drug that's a combination of ecstasy and cocaine. And yo, these gummies were 100 to 250 milligrams each. Holy shit. Wow, that's strong. Whenever I eat a gummy, it's like 10 milligrams max, and I'm good. 250 milligrams? God. She's definitely keeping P. Diddy numb. <laughs> Next, it's important to Defendant Karam to have P. Diddy's drug of choice immediately ready when he asks for it. Defendant Karam ordered sex workers and prostitutes for P. Diddy. Defendant Karam ordered and distributed all those drugs to P. Diddy and his celebrity guests who were present on his rented yacht and his homes in L.A., New York, and Miami. On multiple occasions, Defendant Karam forced Mr. Jones to carry P. Diddy's drug pouch against his will. And lastly here, as the chief of staff, Defendant Karam was instrumental in organizing and executing the RICO enterprise. Defendant Karam had the following individuals execute the following tasks for the RICO enterprise. A dude named Stevie J. Or I guess it could be a woman. Somebody named Stevie J. Recruits sex workers and attends and participates in freak-offs. Justin Combs, who I think is P. Diddy's son, I presume, solicits prostitutes, underage girls, and sex workers would engage in freak-offs. And Brendan Paul works as Mr. Combs' mule. He acquires and distributes Mr. Combs' drugs and guns. This looks like a freaking blackmail ring here, man. This is crazy. Call him P. Diddley. P. Diddley diddled. Did did diddler. P. Diddler. Yeah, shoot. And, shout out Liz Crokin here, allegations that P. Diddy had control over the police. In November of last year, it was reported that Diddy was under NYPD investigation. The next day, the NYPD retracted their statement. In the lawsuit that was just filed against P. Diddy, he alleged that Diddy bragged about shooting people and getting away with it. And the 1999 New York nightclub shooting is cited... In 2011, the NYPD got in hot water for offering P. Diddy a police escort to a concert. In 2011, WikiLeaks released an email from a Strat 4 employee that read, Diddy is actually NYPD. The suit also alleges that Diddy had control over NYPD or LAPD and Miami police. Sounds like some of the people Diddy was blackmailing or... Christina Karam with Diddy was blackmailing. We're some cops, too, and that's why Diddy has been under the radar for so long, let off the hook, right? Which makes you wonder, why are we learning about this now? Is Diddy just getting thrown under the bus? 
did something happen and Diddy's getting thrown to the wolves now? Curious, right? But, oof, it's big. And also, just saw a comment in the chat about uh, Justin Bieber. Yeah, there's that video of Justin Bieber and P. Diddy together like 10, 15 years ago. And Bieber's real awkward. He looks real uncomfortable. Like, what was P. Diddy trying to do with Bieber? And on that note, I'm glad you brought Bieber up because just a couple of days ago, Justin Bieber's father-in-law posted this really cryptic, but not that cryptic, post on his Instagram, his Instagram story. And the caption here says, Yo, Hollywood, y'all effed around for too long, but hey, we was coming back anyway. Um, what does it say here? I got to get that caption out of the way. Thought I'd give y'all unrighteous a little heads up. Apocalyptic is on the way, and he's all dancing with a Punisher logo on his bag. Sounds like Justin Bieber's father-in-law here knows that Hollywood's getting freaking exposed right now. Huh. Pretty crazy, right? Pretty freaking crazy. Man. Yeah, that's Bieber's father-in-law. That's Bieber's father-in-law, so... Yeah, he's sound, he looks excited about P. Diddy getting exposed right now. <laughs> and on that note, too, Cat Williams. Let's listen to Cat Williams on the uh, Joe Rogan show. Here's four, a four-minute clip of it. This was just a couple of days ago. I'm going to fast forward to about right here. So they're talking about Hollywood. Joe Rogan's talking about, you know, in Hollywood, there's producers that come in and tell the actors or tell the directors to spin the movies a certain way, to put certain narratives in there to advance the Hollywood agenda. And then here's Cat Williams talking about it. That's what makes information so powerful is, you know, you don't care how people feel about the ritual it's about does following the ritual work yeah. and so you can fool yourself into thinking there isn't one but the evidence will be clear so like when i when i was like uh all oh, these guys are wearing dresses and everybody's like oh he keeps talking about people wearing dresses no it's that not is it's, a weird thing. it's not like that look at it from a different way look at it Show me one person that ever wore a dress in Hollywood unsuccessfully. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you understand what a ritual is. Mm. So 20 years ago, I knew that transgenders was going to be a thing. It wasn't because I was a prophet. It's just I had gotten so much information that I understood the things are secular, so I understood that the earliest I had seen that word transgender was um, Baphomet, the transgender. Um, and so I knew that the, in the ritual of Baphomet, the transgender, to show allegiance to him, you had to kiss his ass ring. 
Really? And it said both of those things. So I knew that both of those things will become popular in the future. And that um, somehow calling people the goat would be normalized over the sheep being always the most popular reference. It's a damn good point he made there, right? All the youngins, all the kids these days using GOAT, G-O-A-T, the acronym that stands for greatest of all time, but do they realize that could be some symbolism? Calling people the GOAT implies there's sheep out there. Sheep using all this GOAT terminology. Yeah, right. Getting that into the lexicon. Subconsciously prepping people's minds. And Cat Williams here. Like I said, he looks kind of uncomfortable, but he's blowing Joe Rogan's mind. Whether Joe Rogan is acting surprised or he's actually surprised, doesn't matter. This is on Rogan's podcast, and millions of people are hearing that, and hopefully their minds are getting blown. Yeah, man. Propaganda in Hollywood's built into the ingredients list, Joe Rogan said. That's for damn sure. Chat says, I hate when people say that. I never use goat. Yeah, I've I've never gotten into that. Vernacular. That never got into my vernacular. But there's Cat Williams dropping some bombs on Rogan. All right. We've got a few more tabs here. Let's rapid fire through them. The White House. Biden's White House is no longer referring to illegal immigrants as immigrants. They're now calling them newcomers. That's their new name for them newcomers and also what i read today is that the state department is pushing this loan program where they want to give newcomers otherwise known as illegal immigrants um penalty free loans if they want to seek asylum in this country like penalty free loans wonderful more of our tax dollars going to bullshit everything woke turns to shit i don't want my money going to ukraine i don't want my money going to israel i don't want my money going to illegal immigrants i want my money going to fix the damn potholes in the roads katherine harridge so she got fired by cbs news remember recently like a week or two back now katherine harridge is being held in civil contempt for protecting confidential sources in the fbi investigation case all because a journalist wants to do journalism. She is getting held in civil contempt by an Obama-appointed judge. And mind you, this is the same judge, Chris Cooper, who did not allow John Durham to use smoking gun text messages in the Sussman case regarding uh, the Russia collusion Obamagate stuff. Super shill judge. Super shill judge. So our, you know, our legal system's a little messed up. A little messed up. Couple quick shout-outs. Thank you for the Rumble rant, Cottage Gypsies. Was watching the UFO vid I put out. So happy you're older and experienced real ones personally in the 70s. We know so many are faked now. Yeah, we'll get to that story in a minute. Thank you for your Rumble rant. And I'll show you guys the Ukraine UFO video, and we'll talk about real ones and fake ones. And then... uh couple gold pills 
over here on Foxhole. Ohio, Kimmy, thank you. Net folks, thank you. Appreciate you guys. Chat asks, any coincidence that she was cued all the time too? Yeah, I think she is uh, She's on the level of John Solomon and Sarah Carter. I think the white hats in the military hold these reporters in high esteem, which is why they were referenced in Q's Drops and also why you have deep state judges going after them. And, you know, John Solomon getting... Well, did he get fired from Fox? I don't think he got fired, but he left Fox. Catherine Herridge now getting fired from CBS. So there's there's a reason these particular journal, journalists are getting the stories, the real stories. When they report the real stories, they get attacked or fired and held in contempt by judges. So hopefully Catherine Herridge goes over and, I don't know, reports for Tucker Carlson or does work with John Solomon at Just the News or something like that. Or maybe she could be an Epic Times reporter. That'd be badass. Next story, the elderly care industry. I found this on Twitter, and it is disgusting. So this is happening in Houston, Texas, or Tyler, Texas. I think that's close to Houston. The Atria Retirement Center. Atria is a company that manages senior living care facilities around the country. They're a pretty big company. They need to get boycotted. We need to give Atria the Bud Light treatment. So... There's this 83-year-old woman at this Atria retirement home in Tyler, Texas. The 83-year-old woman has a what's called a hero machine, which is a basically a pill dispenser that you can hook up to a phone so uh, the family can dispense the medication at a specific time if, if the family can't always be with the person. They can use an app to dispense the medication at specific intervals. Um, this is what it looks like right here. It's a hero pill dispenser. And, uh, it was prescribed by this 83 year old woman's doctor. So this hero device was prescribed by the primary care doctor. The family was using it to dispense the medication to their 83 year old woman, family member, mother, grandmother, but Atria is now evicting this woman because the family will not get rid of the hero device. Atria wants this woman to, to, they're trying to require this woman to have the staff be responsible for her med disbursement. But because the family does not want the staff to be responsible for the med medication disbursement, they want to do it with the hero machine so they can be the ones that control it. Now Atria is evicting this woman and completely uprooting her because, oh, it would even cost extra thousands of dollars to upgrade the plan. So it would have cost the family thousands more to have the staff be responsible for dispersing the meds, but they don't want to have the staff responsible for it and they don't want to spend the extra thousands of dollars. They have this doctor-prescribed medication machine do it but now Atria is terminating the services of this woman. So it's disgusting, man. Gross, right? Don't use Atria. Do not use Atria at all. So there's that story. Now on to community notes. Community notes give... They suck sometimes. Let's, let's be honest. There's some L's that community notes gives us, but... 
We sure get some good W's from community notes now and now and again. Uh, here's this one from the ATF the other day. The ATF was commemorating, uh, what was it, Ruby Ridge? Or was it Waco? Uh, I forget which one. One of those events. And community notes comes in and says, here's the ATF commemorating their two or three special agents killed 31 years ago while trying to execute warrants at the Branch Davidian compound. And community notes comes in here. It should be noted that the ATF burned or shot all members of the compound except for nine of them. The outcome of the siege was most likely unnecessary as Koresh was likely planning to surrender according to FBI analysts. That was Waco. Sorry, guys. Waco. So, uh, ATF getting roasted by community notes. That's pretty great. And then New York Attorney General here, Letitia Laquifa James, her post said, Masterpiece Cake Shop, a Colorado bakery, refused to make a customer a cake when they found out it was to celebrate her transition. This bakery has discriminated against transgenders before, and I'm urging the Colorado Supreme Court to stop this transphobic discrimination. Shut the hell up. Community notes, saving the day. The same customer also asked for a cake with a cake topper described as a large figure of Satan licking a nine-inch black dildo, an actual working model that can be turned on before we unveil the cake. So this transgender person wanted a dildo licking Satan on the cake. It wasn't just a cake to celebrate a transition. No, it was also a weird fucked up cake that the bakery didn't want to bake, which is totally in their right to refuse service to anybody they want. That's called private enterprise. Freedom. Shouldn't be forcing private businesses to serve whoever they do or don't want to serve. So screw you, Letitia James. Clown. Uh, next, this is in Oklahoma of all places. We got the Oklahoma toe lickers here. Look at this. This was the Deer Creek School District. This was a school fundraising event. And I don't know who made this happen, but this was some part of the fundraising event. The students are sucking on the toes of the adults. What the fuck? Right? Right? He is devouring those! Devouring those little piggies! Dude, what? Oh my! First of all, this is some grooming shit, right? Like, these kids probably don't want to be doing that. And for the kids that do want to be doing that, like, what the hell, parents? But pressured, probably pressured most of them to do this. Sucking on them little toesies. Oklahoma, of all places. And check this out, Deer Creek School District. Oh, they had their comments turned off. They turned them back on? They must have deleted some posts. They did delete some posts. I checked out their Twitter account earlier, and they had posts from this week on there. They deleted those. But 
here's some comments they have turned on and they're getting roasted over it yo what dude y'all better be making sure no weird shit's going on at your kids schools <laughs> Because you know what that is? That is wrong. Ukraine UFOs. This video going viral today of what looks to be a UFO recorded by Ukrainian soldiers over the war zone in Ukraine. It was drone footage. Uh, let's watch the video footage here. Um, they're recording it with a DJI Mavic drone, so... And from what I understand, they're like 30 miles away. The drone's 30 miles away from the supposed object in the sky. It's standing still. Do you see it? Can't see anything on the thermal cameras. Why can't he fire missiles at it? And they're, the soldiers are apparently super confused. Um, if this is real, I don't know. Could be, could be a faked encounter. But part of me is shocked this didn't happen sooner. I was, I was waiting for the... Yeah, right? It's the Hindenburg. It's the freaking Hindenburg. Uh, I was thinking we were going to get some UFO stuff out of this Ukrainian-Russian war earlier. I'm surprised it took this long. But here's the thing. There's a lot of fake UFO videos amongst the internet. There's uh, so many. I mean, CGI fake stuff is everywhere. Not just with directed energy weapons, but UFO videos. Like 90 plus percent, 95, 99% of all UFO videos and photos on the internet are faked. Not saying they all are. I do think there's some real ones out there. If you do get a real sighting, a real experience, a real photo, real video, then what you have to ask yourself is, ours or theirs? Is it ours? Man-made craft or theirs? Not a man-made craft. Made by some civilization from outside of this solar system. Both of those options are a hell of a conversation to have. Ours, okay. How did they get the technology? How long have they had the technology? Who is making these craft? Military-industrial complex? Honestly, these days, I don't think it's the military. I think we're talking about corporate contractors, defense contractors. And I honestly, you know, they're probably defense contractors you don't even know the name of. Shell companies, shell companies of shell companies. I know Lockheed, Raytheon, Boeing, they get a lot of attention, but let's let's be honest. These craft are probably owned and operated by defense contractors we don't even know the name of, like small-time ones. That's how they're hidden, hidden deep. Lockheed probably doesn't have these, or maybe they built them years ago, but now they've handed them off to shell companies. I mean, chat says Lockheed Martin, but as I'm describing here, probably not under Lockheed Martin. Or maybe the shell company is owned by Lockheed Martin, but it's under a totally different name, and you don't even know the name of it, right? Like super black ops. Black ops of black ops. So, man-made. If it's not man-made, if it's their craft, well, then that opens up a big old can of 
worms. Um, yeah. So anyway, what did the comment? I, I got some comment that just made me crack up. <laughs> yeah, they see the they see the toe lickers in Oklahoma, and these aliens just fly right on by this planet, huh? That's for damn sure. If this one is over a war zone in Ukraine and it is legit, it's probably a man-made one and it's probably some corporate contractor in the States. It's probably a U.S. owned by some super secret shell company doing some op over there, um, if real, if real. Last two things here, Kellogg's CEO goes full clown and tells people to eat cereal for breakfast because we're all poor. The cereal category has always been quite affordable and it tends to be a great destination when consumers are under pressure. So some of the things that we're doing is first messaging. We got to reach the consumer where they are. So we're advertising about cereal for dinner. If you think about the cost of cereal for a family versus what they might otherwise do, that's going to be much more affordable. I'm all for innovation and marketing, but the idea of having cereal for dinner um, is there the potential for that to land the wrong way? Uh, we don't think so. In fact, it's landing really well right now, Carl. When we look at all of our data, of course... Big ag. Big agriculture sucks just as much as big pharma. These people, these people want profit. Profit over people, right? Yeah, that's right. Eat your genetically modified process squares. Eat your little Cheerio rings. I don't know if Cheerio is made by Kellogg, but Kellogg, General Mills, Post Foods, whatever the hell, they all suck. Eat your diabetes squares. Cereal for dinner, because it's cheap, and economic times are tough. So consumer pressure, we're going to advertise cereal for dinner. What are we, five years old? And even five-year-olds shouldn't be eating cereal for dinner or breakfast. Cereal is not in not a breakfast food either. It's not an any time of day food. It's garbage. Don't eat cereal, guys. Eat steak and eggs for breakfast. Have some turkey bacon. Or just freaking fast for breakfast. I don't know. I, I usually don't eat till about 11 a.m., noon. That's when I have breakfast. It's usually eggs. Eggs and turkey bacon. Or a meal replacement protein shake. That's usually my breakfast. And lastly here... A little more natural health news. Man dies of vitamin D toxicity. Experts warn the real risk. They warn the risk of overdose is real. My experts, gotta love the experts. Well, here's the thing. First of all, this man was 89 years old. So I'm pretty sure there was a hell of a lot more going on than just a lot of vitamin D. I guess this guy was taking uh, 60,000 IUs for several months. Is that the story? I don't know. I don't know how much he was taking. I guess he was taking a lot. And then buried within this article, it says excess vitamin D wasn't the only cause of death listed. The coroner also blamed congestive heart failure, chronic kidney failure, heart disease, a bunch of other stuff. So number one, guy was old. He was also almost 90. Number two, he had a lot more going on than just excessive vitamin D consumption. Number three, I would wonder what kind of vitamin D was he taking? Because not all vitamins are the same, folks. There are a lot of synthetic, isolated 
chemicals that are marketed as vitamins. Um, retinal palmitate marketed as vitamin A. That's a synthetic version you can uh, get way too much of pretty easily. There's synthetic versions of vitamin D and cheap nature-made Centrum one-a-day bullshit vitamins. Not all vitamins are the same, so I would wonder what kind he's taking. And lastly, yeah, if he's taking a shitload of vitamin D, that's his damn fault. You got to, I mean, even when it comes to nat, you know, vitamin supplements, mineral supplements, you got to do your research and make sure you're not taking too much. I take about, in the winter, I take anywhere between like two or 3,000 IU at most, maybe 5,000 IU a day. And I only really do it for from like November to March during the winter. During the summer, I really don't supplement with vitamin D. I'm outside enough. And I eat enough eggs and sardines where I'm getting some vitamin D through my diet. The reason we call it supplementation is you're supposed to supplement what you don't get through your diet. So I really only supplement two to 3,000 IUs a day probably getting another thousand IUs through my diet and the protein shakes I do and I'm good and I don't supplement through my uh, through the summer mainstream nutrition mainstream medicine tells you to that 400 IUs a day is the recommended daily allowance but you got to understand with the recommended daily allowance of a lot of these nutrients it's so piss poor low it's like the level to avoid getting disease. So for instance, vitamin C. Recommended daily allowance of vitamin C is 60 milligrams. That's piss poor low. That's just to avoid getting scurvy and dying. It should be getting more vitamin C than 60 milligrams a day. The recommended daily allowance of vitamin D is 400 IUs. That's pretty piss poor low. It should be getting definitely more than that. A couple thousand. Um, but with vitamin D, you see vitamin D is a fat soluble vitamin. So you can overdose with vitamin D. It's quite tough to overdose, but if you're taking 50,000 IU for a few months, you could be getting too much with the fat soluble vitamins, vitamin A, D, and K. You gotta be, you gotta be more careful with those ones. The water soluble vitamins, vitamin C and the vitamin Bs, they're water soluble. So you can piss them out really tough to overdose on the water-soluble vitamins, which is why when you see a five-hour energy shot, oh my gosh, vitamin B12, it has 10,000% of the recommended daily allowance in it. Eh, that's because it's water-soluble. You can piss out most of what you don't use. Fat-soluble vitamins are different. So vitamin D, you do want to be more careful with the fat-soluble vitamins, um, but it is, uh, you know, it's, you just got to do your research. Anyway, I'm gonna shill my uh, I'm gonna shill my coaching group one last time because in my nutrition compendium course on my coaching group here, I talk a lot about all this stuff. A whole course on nutrition. I talk about whole food and synthetic vitamins. I show you how to read labels to tell whether you're getting some shitty synthetic vitamin or an actual good whole food vitamin. I talk about minerals as well. And if you want me to help craft a diet for you, and if you want me to take a look at your supplements and figure out what to purchase, what to use, all that sort of stuff, I will help you within this group directly. I'm in here every single day answering questions, answering DMs. Um, I'll help you diet plan. I'll help you 
know which good supplements to purchase, all sorts of stuff. And I'm adding a lot more courses to this on a variety of different subjects too. So link for this will be down below. I will be your personal, personal coach if you sign up for that Awaken Warriors group. All right, guys. I'm going to bring some tunes. It's Friday, so you know what that means. It's the blues. And let me get to the chat here. Chat says, most of the recommendations are bullshit. Absolutely. The food pyramid is trash. Chat says, ditch the cyanocobalamin B12 junk. Pretty much. Um, so the cheap, the cheaper form of vitamin B12 that's in a lot of products, cyanocobalamin, the cyano prefix there is actually cyanide. They bond a cyanide molecule to a cobalamin molecule and call that vitamin B12. That's what's in, um, that's what's in the five-hour energy shot. And a lot of cheap vitamins out there is cyanocobalamin. The much better form is methylcobalamin. Methylated vitamin Bs. That's the superior form of vitamin B. So check your supplements. Make sure there's methylcobalamin. Methylated form of the vitamin Bs in there. But I just buy, I just take a whole food. Like my multivitamin comes directly from food. So it's not cyanocobalamin. It's not even methylcobalamin. It's... Food-based vitamin. No funny chemical name in parentheses after my vitamins. Um, Solaray is okay as a vitamin brand. Uh, if they have a methylated B complex, that's all right. But uh, Solaray is better than nature-made Centrum one-a-day garbage. But there are better products out there than Solaray. I used to deal a lot with Solaray when I was managing a supplement store back in the day we had shelves and shelves of solar ray because it, it was cheaper but it's not the best that's out there what do we got some shit stirs in the rumble chat got this homie all right mute that dude cmos and chlorella yeah i'm a big fan of allergies i'm a big fan of pond scum basically what it is spirulina chlorella klamath lake algae it's pond scum but it's really healthy for you i use uh i use chlorella spirulina powders quite often Um, if that Solaray B50's been working for you, I would just stick with that one. Solaray's not bad. And if it's a methylated version, that's good. Chat says you see that spirulina 
has tons of vitamin A in it. You heard Dr. Berg say it's the astronauts. Astronauts use it because it's the most nutrient-dense food to bring into space. Pretty much. Spirulina is full of tons of antioxidants. And a uh, pretty solid source of protein, too. Plant-based protein. The thing about spirulina is that since it's a plant, it's going to be a non-heme iron. So spirulina has a lot of iron in it, but it's not really an iron. Our bodies can absorb all that well. So, um, And yeah, the algaes, like chlorella and spirulina, they do suck up radiation quite well. So chat says here, spirulina is supposedly given to people exposed to radiation at Chernobyl. You gave some to your brother when he was taking chemo. He said it made a huge difference. Yeah, that's why I'm a big fan of the algae powders. Chat says, she legit. Yeah, she legit's good stuff. It tastes god-awful. Don't buy she legit. Um, man, a lot of spammers in the chat tonight. Don't buy she legit powder. You'll regret it. When I used Shilajit, I was using capsules. What about greens? I take a greens powder pretty much every single day. Yep. Uh, there's a few different ones I rotate between. And if I'm going to do some shameless self-promotion here... I got a pretty darn good greens powder on my website. Conscious Strength, Green Zone here. Can we replace many supplements by just taking greens? Depends on the greens powder. Some greens powders do have a lot of vitamins and minerals in there. Other greens powders are more just like, uh, they're more digestive focused. So they have enzymes, probiotics, antioxidants. Not quite as many vitamins and minerals, but more stuff for digestion. Um, this one here that's on my website, this is more antioxidant digestion focused. Tastes really good. You can give it to your kids. They'll drink it down. Um, not quite as many vitamins and minerals in this one. This one's more digestive antioxidant focused. There's some other greens powders I, I've taken that have more vitamins and minerals in there. So it depends on the product. You know, when it comes to supplement brands and supplement products, they're all so different that I, I don't I don't give a shit about brand name. I give a shit about substance. So I'm reading labels. I'm seeing what's in it. I don't care about brand name. I'm not fixated on one brand. I don't think you should be either. Just look at the substance of the product. Uh, appreciate you guys in the chat given some testimonies to the stuff I got here. Somebody just mentioned the Ormus. 
Got some real good Ormus on here. If you want to give that a shot. And then somebody just talked about the Furcumin. If you want to give your pet a really healthy product, this will be great for their joints, especially if you have an old pet. Just mix a scoop of this in their food. It's curcumin for pets, Furcumin. With uh, some glucosamine and chondroitin in there. And brewer's yeast. What's a good zeolite product I recommend? Um, I'll show you the one I've used before. There's a lot of them out there, so there's many. Well, actually, hold on. I was promoting a zeolite product. So there is this one. It's a liquid by Touchstone Essentials. I need to find my link for this one. This is a good one. Zeolite uh, Heavy Metal Detox Spray. This one is a little more expensive though. Uh, there was one by, I was using by a brand called Health Force Superfoods. I don't know if they make it anymore. Health Force makes. Is this it? Charcoal Supreme here. Here's some activated charcoal with chlorella and she legit. That looks like a pretty baller product. That doesn't have zeolite in it. These guys used to have a specific zeolite powder. I don't know if they make it anymore. I really like this company, Health Force Superfoods. But I don't think they do zeolite anymore. Bummer. Anyway. Oregano oil is a must. Yeah, it is. I keep this stuff on hand all the time. Hey, if any of you guys take, um, if you use any of my products, I would appreciate if you sent me some testimonials. DM me somewhere, send me an email, just send it to me in a way that I'll get it. But yeah, I would, uh, I'd appreciate some testimonials. Throw them up on the website or something. Chat says you used my Ormus and it made your hair grow. And your nails grow too. That's cool. Good to hear. I love me some beef broth. Love me some beef broth. Bone broth, man. In fact, I'm probably gonna eat some soup tonight. Bone broth in it. Gotta give me that collagen. Whoa, Taylor. 
You've had my Destroying the Illusion magnet on the back of your car for five years now. Whoa. You are amazing. We're gonna get some claps for that. Oh, the good old DTI days. But then Big Tech nuked all those channels at once. I had an awesome Facebook group. I had an awesome Destroying the Illusion Facebook group. Oh, it was so good. And then October 2020. My, my Destroying the Illusion YouTube channel got nuked. My Destroying the Illusion Facebook page got nuked. My Destroying the Illusion Instagram page got nuked. And I lost like 500,000... DTI subscribers all at once. Then I kind of retired the name. I retired the Destroying the Illusion name. Maybe someday it'll make a comeback in some way. Do I, I should get merch just for old times sake. I should put some shirts, Mer merch shirts, shirt merch. Do I? Oh, I don't. Yeah, I need to put a DTI shirt up there just for old time's sake. I'll work on that this weekend. Time soon. I introduced you to Q way long time ago. Was that about uh, 2017, 2018? That was about the time frame. I mean, I was the first person on YouTube, YouTube making Q videos. I was the first QTuber. It was about November, November 2017. When I was like the only one on YouTube talking about Q. And I would do a live stream a day covering the newest posts. And I would, I would get like 100,000 views on a video every day for a couple of months there. It was insane. And then a lot of other people started coming out with their own podcasts and kind of dispersed. People started finding, you know, their preferred, preferred personality. And then my, my channel got banned in February 2018 got banned for like six weeks so that uh that was a speed bump that was a pain in the ass for a little bit you still got my destroying the illusion sticker on your guitar case you've had it on there since 2020 it's been all over the nation Nation T-Webs, yo, you're gonna get a clap too. Thanks T-Webs. <laughs> you're kinda glad you didn't know about Q that early. You'd be fuming more than you are right now. In those early days, I didn't know what the hell 
there's some there's some takes that I find in old videos and old social media posts from the end of 2017, 20 early 2018. There's some takes I had about QIC, and I'm like, oh, I can't believe I believed that. I can't believe I said that. Or there's things I'm like, shit, I can't believe I didn't, I didn't see that. You learn. I, I was only 20. Shit, I was 26 years old, so. We were all a bit lost, yeah, we were. But we still did a pretty darn good job, all things considered. But there was a lot in the early days. I'm like, ooh, that went right over my head. I didn't even see that. Right, guys I'm going to head out naturally as always happens at the end of these streams for some reason for some reason for the bulk of the stream it's all good but then at the very end the feed starts cutting out and getting bad but uh, anyway Friday night I got some uh, I got some dinner to go eat you guys are great appreciate you being here um, we're all guilty of not being a thousand percent correct. Yeah. Man, I feel like those Telegram spammers have now found Rumble. These spam comments on Rumble look exactly like the shit that comes through Telegram. Hmm. All right. Have a good night, guys. Have a great weekend. I'll be working on some Substack articles. I'll also be working on some YouTube videos for Conscious Strength over the weekend. So that's going to be the main stuff to look out for. I'll probably take a break from this Rumble channel for a couple of days. Work on 